and welcome to 256 Daily, the show that brings you up to speed with all things that went down in daily print newspaper. Don't miss exclusive commentaries from our seasoned analysts as they break down the headlines in current affairs, politics, business, and all things making round in mainstream media. Available only on Cool Bar Podcast via Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and every podcast platform. The 256 Daily. Start your day and stay in the know. Hello and welcome to the 256 Daily. We are finally in 2021. We put 2020 behind us. 2020, the year of the pandemic, is behind us. We are looking forward with a lot of hope, a lot of optimism. So I hope you are having yourself a great time in this brand new year as we look forward to putting the pandemic behind us. In today's episode of the 256 Daily, we have quite a number of stories making rounds and starting with where the army is going to be deployed heavily to be seen the country during elections on January 14th. Museveni appointed Muhanga to oversee the operations of security and we also have some stories regarding COVID-19 ventilators where Makere University is pointing fingers at Minister of Health for frustrating certification of its model ventilator that it worked on under research and also security forces are being faulted by regional rights bodies in Africa, East Africa and Southern Africa as well. So we shall be looking at that story and lastly in our international roundup, we are going to have a look at the presidential elections in Niger, where they are trying to get a peaceful transfer of power but this led to a runoff in February because the person who took the lead failed to secure a 51% majority. Much more on this coming up right after the break. Get all the coolest content from Cuba. Find all content ranging from politics, technology, sports, entertainment, religion, and much more. Like our Facebook page, Kuba. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Kuba. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Kuba Media. Download our podcast and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget it's Kuba with a K and no spaces. Kuba, informative, captivating, and engaging. Welcome back from the break. So without further ado, I'm going to start with this story where the army is going to be deployed on 14th of January during elections. So Museveni appointed General Kayanja Muhanga on Friday as the overall in charge of police operations to work with Lokech, who is the appointed deputy IGP. So Muhanga is a brother to Andrew Mwenda and MP Margaret Muhanga, and he enrolled to the National Resistance Army in June 1981 when they were doing recruitment in the areas of Toro. So he is quite a figure to be reckoned with, has been in the army for all this long since 1981. And around 1981, when he joined the National Resistance Army, he was only uh, 21 years of age, and right now he's about 56 years. So the deployment of the army is actually unconstitutional and it interferes with the police because the police is tasked to keep law and order, although from what we can see, it is tasked to keep the current government in power. So it is already 
is losing its way when it comes to the constitutional duty it is supposed to uphold. So uh, these war zone trained officers who act in Somalia are the ones being deployed on the streets to see that there is crime prevention and what have you. But these officers, some of them are not really treated by PTSD, post-traumatic disorder, and most of them go out there on the street and use unnecessary lethal combatant tactics with unarmed citizens. That's why you see 50 people got killed in the gruesome murders that happened on 18th, 19th, and 20th November when they arrested Chagulani Sentamu. So we hope and pray that peace prevails because these are the wrong tactics. These are the wrong people they are putting out there that are going to brutalize citizens, that are going to shoot at citizens who are holding no guns, and we hope that the situation is really under control. So going on, we also have another story here where COVID-19 ventilators that were designed by Makere University and Chihira Motors are being frustrated since they have not got approval from Ministry of Health. So Makere University and Chihira Motors embarked on manufacture of the ventilators which they called Bulamu and they released the sample in June and applied for inspection to Ministry of Health. However, Professor Nawangwe said they were supposed to be taken for clinical trials but Ministry of Health frustrated the efforts since they have not got back to them since June. So Ministry of Health on the other side said it is not in charge of approving these ventilators and they said that uh, these ventilators were supposed to be inspected by UNBS and also to be approved by the Uganda Industrial Research Institute. So they are just pointing figures and no one is taking responsibility. You should all remember that imported ventilators cost a whooping 93 million shillings whereas these model ventilators could cost 18.2 million shillings. So you can see the difference and uh, you can see that there's quite a lot of money there to be saved, about 70 million shillings that could be saved. So we hope that uh, this comes to pass and they actually approve these model ventilators because the country needs them so bad with the number of COVID cases skyrocketing. Here we also have another story where the human rights bodies within the regions are faulting security, security organizations over poll violence. So the East African Law Society, African Defenders, Southern African Human Rights Defenders Network, and the Pan-African Human Rights Defenders Network are all decrying the police violence in Uganda. So they say there is abject abuse of human rights and they called upon security forces to uphold the constitution. So they condemned the arrest of Nicholas Opio, the renowned human rights lawyer, because they didn't have any evidence and they, hold, they, they were holding him unconstitutionally since they weren't supposed to hold him without any evidence. So you don't just lock someone up and then start investigating. You need to actually first prove that someone has done something wrong and then you come out and arrest them with the charges which are really sticky and which are really you know truthful and standing so uh, they also condemned the violent attacks on journalists who also where journalists were shot with tear gas canisters and a lot of them sustained injuries we hope they recover quickly but uh, these bodies are saying that the attacks on journalists is very very ugly and it gives Uganda a very bad image so they also uh, condemned arrests of opposition candidates and uh, sanctioned extrajudicial killings. We all know Zebra Mando was killed by security forces, but Museveni is yet to pronounce the names of the officers who undertook this operation. So we can see that there's a lot of impunity going on in the country, and they are all hiding behind the umbrella of the security. So this system is really unsustainable. If a police officer has done something wrong, they have to be brought to book. And they also fear that the continuation of the status quo will slide you 
Uganda into tyranny and de facto one-party state. And I guess that's what President Museveni wants. You all remember uh, in the last election in 2016, he blatantly said it, that there will be no opposition around this time. So that's what he wants, a one-party state where he is the head and his powers have no checks and balances. And, in, and uh, lastly, in our international news roundup, we have uh, the story in Niger where presidential elections head to a February runoff. So Mohamed Bazoum, who led the race, got 39.33% and uh, this does not guarantee him a win because he needed 51%. So there will be a runoff in February. So Mohamed Osumen scored 17% of the vote in second place and there will be a runoff between first candidate and the second runner-up. So Bazoum is the former interior minister under Mohamed Isuf's administration and he seemed to carry favor from voters during the campaign season. He is 61 years old and ran on the PNDS Taraya party ticket, which he has been chairman of since 2011. And Osuman, on the other hand, ran on the CDS party ticket and he was actually president from 1993 to 1996, where he was overthrown in a coup d'etat. And this runoff is scheduled for February 21st and uh, they are having quite a lot of jihadist attack here and there. So this is a Muslim majority country with a lot of problems when it comes to its security and Islamist extremism, but we hope the situation comes to cool. So Niger is also ranked among the poorest countries and it has a staggering birth rates of seven kids per woman. So it's one of the fastest growing populations on earth. So this is all I had for you in this episode of the 256 Daily. I wish you a happy new year 2021 and see you back here again. This is the 256 Daily and I'm your host Derek. Bye-bye.